everybody. So today I'm going to be talking about all of my DNFs from last year. I usually do this. It usually ends up being sometime around the middle of the year before I finally get to it because I just have other things happening. Um, speaking of things happening, we have a full house. We have my mom's dog here. So lots of dog in the background. If you hear it, that's what it is. Um, he's actually the quietest one out of all of them. He just does some heavy breathing doesn't go away. So, um, yeah, you probably won't hear him, but he's pretty quiet. Um, anyways, so I originally, I think I started tackling this list and I was like giving, like grouping them by reasons why I DNF them. And then I was like, this is entirely too much work and I can't think. Um, so I just have like very general broad categories. So I have like um, I think I have like three like books that I could try again, books that I'm not interested in, and then books that I have like really big feelings on why I will not be ever picking them back up ever again. So let's get into it. So there's one book on here. There actually might be two books on here. There are, um, that I did end up reading. So I read at the end of last year sometime, I read This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. I had originally DNF'd it earlier in the year and then picked it back up again before the year ended. So I, it counts as a book I read last year. Um, so obviously this one doesn't count. And this one I attributed to, um, I had previously listened to an Emma Straub on audio. And so I felt like maybe that would be a better medium for the book and it ended up working I didn't like the book but it was fine and then I also recently just read My Summer Darlings by Mae Cobb which is something that I had in the could try again category on here which makes sense because I did try it again um, I really enjoyed The Hunting Wives by Mae Cobb so when I first um, started reading this I think I was reading it um, as an ebook and I was just kind of bored I was not really into the premise and when I was like looking I was looking for something I think an audiobook and so I was like oh I like I don't know stumbled on makeup or something I think she has a book coming out this year I don't know and so I was like well maybe if I listen to it as an audiobook maybe like I'll be more like into it and it'll like hold my attention better um it didn't it was terrible it was dreadful I should have just like left things alone but it is what it is. So those are two that I did actually finish. So all of the rest in this category are books that I could try again. So they're books that I just put down because I like wasn't interested in them at the moment or like it wasn't holding my attention or like circumstances were just like making it an issue. But they're books that I probably would enjoy or I probably would um, like somewhat enjoy if I were to actually give them a fair shot so the first one is The Chaos of Standing Still by Jessica Brody I remember this was the first book I think I DNF'd last year and I think I was reading it before the year rolled over and then I just like kind of like wasn't interested anymore um but I didn't have a problem with this and it was something like it takes place at an airport and it's like this girl that makes like all these like lists in her journal or something and then I think her journal gets lost and like this boy picks it up or something that seems like something I could get down with and I think I've read a Jessica Brody book before it's young adult I think it's like very like books you used to read in high school young adult but um I still think I could probably get down with it next is Dial A for Aunties Aunties by Jesse Q Santanto this one I actually have on hold as an audiobook because I adored 
fucking adored. Oh, but I don't think I liked it as an audiobook. I think I didn't have it as an audiobook. But anyway, I absolutely adored Vera Wong's um, unsolicited, unsolicited Advice for Murderers. And I was like, okay, I have to give her other book another try because, like, I really liked it. I DNF'd it because the whole, like, overbearing, like, aunties or aunties or whatever, like, controlling your love life and just, like, pestering you and, like, you not having a backbone, like, that really, like, doesn't jive well with me. But after, like, Vera Wong, like, I just, like, I don't get it. And I understand it's, like, a cultural thing, but I still, like, I still don't get it, but I get it. Does that make sense? Um, Just, like, seeing it in, like, Vera Wong form, I, like, understand now so I think I'm more forgiving of that and I just really enjoyed like the writing and I would imagine Dial A for Aunties is like supposed to be some sort of cozy-ish mystery situation so I think it'll have similar vibes and I think that I'll enjoy it if I give it a chance. Then I have Elsewhere by Gabrielle Zavine. This one I think I was listening as an audiobook and I think that I probably should just read it like regular and I think I would like it because I think I liked the premise. I don't remember. It's something about like aging backwards. Um, like you hit 16 and then you like age backwards until you die or something. I recently read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and I enjoyed that. So I think um, this being by the same person, I would enjoy their works. I think they have big ideas, like big like whole world concept ideas. So I think I could be interested in that. Next is Survive the Night by Riley Sager. I DNF'd this because this was like the last book I think I was reading before I had Thomas. And I just like, it was like a before and after thing. Like I just like the person I was before I went into the hospital and the person I was when I left the hospital was just like not the same. And so I just didn't care. And I've heard a lot of really bad things with this book. Like it's not good. It's like one long stream of consciousness. It's like one night. But I wasn't minding the book at all in the beginning um and I think it was like set in the 90s so that was like kind of a vibe so I think it's something that like potentially in the future I could try again um the next is Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly I don't know how I would read this because I tried the audiobook and that didn't work for me and then I tried again um I tried the ebook and that also didn't work for me um so I don't know in what capacity this would work but I I am interested in the story I just haven't enjoyed it thus far but maybe sometime when I have unlimited free time I can try again um next is Jemina Jemina I don't know how to say it by Amy Kaufman and Jake Kristoff this is the second book in the Illuminae series I really enjoyed the first Illuminae book it's like super weird and like totally like not something typical but it's in like chats and emails and um like files and catalogs and all these things and so that's really interesting um and this one is the same but I think it's like on a completely different ship with completely different people so I think that that kind of took me out of it and it had been a long time since I'd read the first one so then I was like oh god like I don't really even know what's going on because I think they discussed the first one and they discussed like what happened on the ship so I think I was just like a little put off and again this was like right after I had Thomas so I think I was just like overwhelmed and the idea of reading something like this was just like too far out of my like depth Next is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. This one I have such mixed feelings on, but um, I 
don't understand the hype. I don't understand why everybody loves this one so much more than Shadow and Bone because I really, really love Shadow and Bone and everybody likes this one better. And I don't understand why because the characters are not enjoyable and um, it's just like really far-fetched that these characters are all like 17, 18, like whatever, and they're like doing all this stuff. And I understand it's supposed to be like some sort of heist book, but like it just was taking a while to get there. And I just, like, wasn't into it. Um, I was going so far as to unhaul these books. Like, I was going to put them in the little free library box. And I didn't do that because at the last minute I was like, but the copies I have are just really pretty. And so I was like, ugh, I don't know. Because I might want to do it sometime. Like, I might want to try again. So I still have them. And I'm still interested. And every time somebody talks about it, I'm like, I just need to read them. But I just, I don't understand what everybody else sees, I guess. Um, next is Marrying the Ketchups by Jennifer Close. I think this one, I was just a little bored, but I think it's like very much like contemporary, just like a family drama. There's a bar involved and things like that. And so I think like if I gave this a shot, I think I would enjoy it, um, just for the vibes alone and just for like the nostalgia of like working in a restaurant and things. Um, but I just, I wasn't into it. Next is Counterfeit by Kristen Chen. This one seemed like it was going to be really fun. It was like this girl, um, her like old college roommate comes back and she like gets her into this like purse counterfeit scheme or whatever. And then she like ends up taking the fall because she goes missing or something. Um, and I think that that sounds really fun. And I think that in any other situation, I think I would probably like it. I'm not sure. I don't really remember why I DNF'd it. Um... I think I was slightly annoyed with, like, the, I think the main character was, like, whiny, and she was, like, whining about, like, her husband and her kid and, like, all these things, and, like, she wants better, she wants more, but, like, then what are you doing? Like, I don't know, like, I think she was, like, a single mom, or not a single mom, a stay-at-home mom. I always say that. I always slip that. I don't know why. Um, I think she's a stay-at-home mom, and so it was, like, a, I think it was, like, similar to a book I read recently where it was, like, then go get a job. Like, if you're bored, like, go get a job. Like, I don't, I don't really understand. I don't understand people that are bored. So maybe that's just a me thing. Uh, just start a podcast. It's like way better. Um, the Stranger in the Mirror by Liv Constantine. Okay. This is funny because I actually just finished reading this. So this is another one that I did actually tackle on this list. Um, I, was reading it and I was like, I feel like I've read this before. And then I got to a point where I didn't remember anymore. So I knew that it was when I DNF'd. Um, I just read it. It was fine. It was not the best Liv Constantine, but I think that Liv Constantine is just going to be like a compulsive writer for me that I'm just going to constantly pick up what she writes. So I'm happy to have crossed this off the list. Next is You're Invited by Amanda J. Atessa. I think this one had potential. It was just taking too long to get there, and I was getting information that I didn't care about. But I think that if I had a little bit more patience, I think I would enjoy it. And then the last one in this category is The Last to Vanish by Megan Miranda. And The Last to Vanish. The last. I have been giving Megan Miranda, Megan Miranda, oh my god, the, this is not working out, um, I have been giving Megan, oh, this one, okay, I have hiccups or something, um, I've been giving Megan Miranda books a try, I think I've read like three or something now, or I have, I've read like two, I don't know, I've read a couple, 
Oh my gosh, I have hiccups. I've read a couple of them, and they're fine. They're kind of like um, Lisa Jewell books, but I think Lisa Jewell books are a little bit better. But they're just like light, fluffy thrillers. Like it's it's like something happens, and like you're into it, and then like you can forget about it, and you just don't care. Um, that's kind of what Megan Miranda books feel like to me. They're also very um, like community like I want to say like domestic but they're not domestic um maybe they are domestic maybe I don't know the word the meaning of domestic but they're not it's not so much that they're domestic and it's like about like you know family or like yeah it's not really even like family and like whatever it's more like friend and like community like um I read one that was like about like you know a whole neighborhood and then I read um another one recently that was like kind of like this group of people in like a summer town kind of thing. I don't know. Like it, it just seems like it's like kind of, kind of just like a, a group setting situation. Um, but yeah, her books are perfectly fine. This one, I think I was just like slightly not getting into, I think I was listening to the audio and I was just like not super into it. So, um, I DNF'd it, but I think this is one I could easily pick back up because her books are just easy reads. Okay, so now in the not interested category, and so this is this is where I'm confused already because it's like not interested versus big feelings. So I guess not interested, it's like I'm not really interested for whatever reason, but like there's a world where I could pick it back up again. I'm not like, oh my god, I will never even try, like I would never even contemplate, like whatever. Because I think like this is kind of an extension of the other category where it's like I could, I could I could read these again. I probably won't, but I could. I think the previous category, like, could try again. I think it's, like, more than likely I will try those again. Whereas this is, like, I probably won't try them again, but I definitely could try them again, if that makes sense. So the first one is Fat Chance Charlie Vega by Crystal Maldonado. This one I was, like, really not into, like, the mom, like, trying to get her daughter to lose weight. I think that the characters were really nice. I think that I could have really liked it. Um, there's also some, like, weird aspects about, like, people dating her and I think, like, trying to fake date her. So I don't know how I feel about that. But I think the writing was good. So I think, like, potentially reading a book by this author, I might give that a try. But I don't necessarily see myself reading this Next is The Girls I've Been by Tess Sharp. I was not really into this. This was like um like a heist or like a bank robbery situation or something. Supposedly there's supposed to be a movie with Millie Brown, but I haven't, Millie Bobby Brown, but I haven't seen anything about that recently. Um, but it just wasn't, it was, I was like more into like the story that was happening currently. I wasn't into like the past and like how she her mom like was like a con artist and things like that that like wasn't really interesting to me so you know whatever the personality brokers by marv merv emmer emery um this is about i think the myers-briggs personality test and i go through waves when stuff like that interests me so it's not out of the realm of possibility that i'll pick it up again but it's kind of like i don't have any desire to pick it up again the House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. I have read this. I think I've tried this twice now, and I just, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't want to read it. It's like so many pages, and ugh, this girl that I'm friends with on Instagram, like exclusively, uh, she keeps telling me that I need to read it, and I just, 
I just can't. Like, I just don't have any desire to. I don't. It's so big. I don't want to pick it up again. I read over 100 pages and I was like not even remotely interested in what was going on. So I just, I just can't. Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This one was fine. And I think I would actually probably like the relationship with the two characters. But they just like never got there. Um, It's like a set it up situation. If you've seen that movie on Netflix where um, they are trying to like get their two bosses back together or something. And in the process they end up together. I think that's really cute. I think I would probably like it. Rachel Lynn Solomon's writing is usually pretty strong. I think I was just like we are this far in and like we still haven't set anything up so what's going on since you've been gone by morgan matson morgan matson is like megan miranda but for young adult books um it's just like her writing is like kind of trash it's like not great but it's still like compulsively readable um and this was about a girl who leaves like a bucket list and um she like disappears or something so her friend does the bucket list but my issue with this was like the girl was like it was like she didn't have a single soul to talk to because her friend was gone and she just like was literally like on her own and like the idea of like going and doing anything going to a party going like literally anywhere was like so foreign because she like never did anything without her friend and it's like yikes I don't know a special place for women by Laura Hankin this I think was about like a secret society for women or something and like the only way to get in is to know somebody and to do something and like whatever and I just I don't know it wasn't enjoyable it wasn't interesting uh wish you were here by Jodi Picoult I or Jodi Pico however you say it I don't know TikTok let me know um this one was not like her typical books where there's like something that happens and then there's like a courtroom and there's drama and there's like testimonies and cases and things like that this was just like this woman goes to the Galapagos and then she gets stuck there during COVID and it's kind of like I think it's like her like slowing down and like appreciating things and stuff like that and I'm sure it's like a perfectly fine book like I'm sure it's great I'm like Jodi Picoult is a great writer but I just didn't care the Second Summer of the Sisterhood by Anne Brashares. I mean, my big issue with this, I think, was Carmen. And Carmen isn't going anywhere, so I don't really see me trying to pick it up again. But it's like, you know, if I feel nostalgic and I'm, like, reading the first one again, I could try again. I could see it happening. Deep Water by Patricia Highsmith. When the movie came out with Ben Affleck, I wanted to read the book first obviously and I couldn't get into the book and then I watched the movie and I was like what the fuck did I just watch so I don't foresee me enjoying this um also it's really old it's like a book that was written in like I don't know like the 90s or the 80s or something it's like pretty old um and you could just tell by like the word choice like it's just like old um and I don't like it when you can tell that things are old like you can read something and know that it's old. Oh, God. Logai is going to bring his food in here and eat instead of eating it in the kitchen. So you're going to hear all of his little chomping. He's such a silent little devil, but now he's going to be crunching in the background. Um, All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. Uh, I think a lot of people have read this and liked it. I couldn't handle the flashbacks. I was so fucking bored with the flashbacks. So it just didn't end up happening for me. 
Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the whole premise of her being chronically ill and him helping her complete her bucket list. But the sex just like straight took me out. And that's a huge reason why people like those books. Like people really enjoy Talia Hibbert's books for the sex. So I can't really like harp on it too much. But like it's just not for me. Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. I'm not a huge Mary Kubica fan, but I have heard that this book is good. But there was like a lot of like really not okay things happening to kids in the like very beginning. And I was like, mm, I'm not in the mental state to handle this. So I DNF'd it. I Kiss Shara Wheeler by Casey McQuiston. I have recently learned that Casey McQuiston uh, has said some not nice things about Taylor Swift, which feels a little not nice for someone who's wanting to be accepted as a them um and just like accepted for who they are and able to do and say and whatever and like was just like really come coming for taylor swift and like taylor swift as a person and things like that i don't need to defend taylor swift taylor swift doesn't need me to defend her but i just i didn't love that it just feels like it feels really gross when someone who has faced prejudice then takes it upon themselves to belittle the same person. And I know that's how, like, the cycle happens is, like, someone, you know, does something to someone and so then they do it to someone else. But it just – it feels really shitty when you see it in the flesh. Anyway, this book was, like, not interesting to me. It was not good. It was, like, she – kissed a bunch of people and then like leaves town and like they're trying to figure out like where she went and what happened to her and it's like what are you guys all eager to like find this girl for because like she's not gonna be with all of you so like what's what's your plan the night she disappeared by lisa jewel i enjoy lisa jewel's writing this one was just like a little bit slow and clunky for me so i feel like there's a possibility down the road maybe I could pick it back up but I think I looked to see like kind of what happens and I wasn't impressed so I'm not super bummed about that. The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter by Theodora Goss. I did not enjoy the writing but Katie Colson loves these books and she really enjoys like the found family aspect and I really enjoy that in books so for that reason I think I could potentially like it but it has like a lot of gothic literature characters um where like their daughters like Heckle and Jekyll and Hyde I was gonna say Heckle and Hyde um and things like that in it so I'm not sure and like Sherlock Holmes and Watson I'm not sure if I would be interested in it ever for real but I just I don't know okay I need to fly through these because I'm fucking tired um The Bright Side Running Club by Josie Lloyd uh, I don't know what I was thinking with this one, but it was basically like someone gets breast cancer and then joins this running club and it's supposed to like put things into perspective and like, you know, look on the bright side sort of thing, which it's called the bright side. So obviously, um, and I just was like, mm, do I want to read this? No. As Old as Time by Liz Bras Braswell. This is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I think it's the Enchantress was Belle's mother and so it's like what do you think about that logically you put a spell on this guy and then he takes your daughter hostage so it's like karma girl serpent thorn by Melissa Basherdust I truly barely read any of this um I don't know that it even warrants a spot on this list because I really barely read any of it but I think it's like 
a reverse sort of sleeping beauty or something like she puts spells on other people or or like um she like when she touches people or something it puts them to sleep or something I don't know something happens and um I think she ends up with someone who like helps her figure it out I don't know the secret life of groceries by Benjamin Lore this was like the Enneagram one or Myers-Briggs one or whatever where like I was really interested in at the time and then I kind of slowly like my interest sort of dropped I had seen Elliot Brooks on YouTube talk about this and it sounded interesting and it was interesting there were parts of it that were interesting um it's like the behind the scenes life of the grocery store and like um there's like talk about Trader Joe's and 7-Eleven and like convenience stores and things and that was kind of interesting um but it just got to a point where I was like I felt like I was reading a history book of groceries and I was like I don't want to do this the lifeguards by Amanda Irie Ward um this one I thought was gonna be better than it was uh this is one honestly probably could have gone in the other category because I could see picking this one up again I could see trying this one again I'm really sorry that he is like chowing down in the background if you can hear that it's really annoying he has been here for hours and just now decided to eat so I don't want to discourage him but I'm just like come on man um so it was just like I wasn't, like, jiving with the situation. It was, like, really into, like, all the characters. It was, like, these three women, and then it was, like, their three kids or something, and it was, like, things that happen, or I don't know. It was just, like, not interesting. We Were Never Here by Andrea Bartz. This one, okay, this one and the next one, The Weekend Away by Sarah Anderson, I'm going to mix up. So, The Weekend Away is, like, this girl goes with her friend on a trip, and then something happens, um her friend is like missing that one is a Netflix movie with Leighton Meester and I watched the movie and it's not great so I'm not upset that I DNF'd it we were never here I think is similar it's like two friends traveling abroad and like something happens I think they're honestly very similar book lovers by Emily Henry I am not an Emily Henry girl I think book lovers I could have maybe enjoyed but like I just didn't care if it was just about the sisters I think I could have cared it's like the idea that we then have to have like a romance issue and it's like I don't care the idea of you by Robin Lee I was into this because it was like this like salacious like older woman with like a younger kid but like the younger kid was supposed to be Harry Styles and I just don't like Harry Styles like I don't have a problem with him but like I don't want to be, like, thinking about Harry Styles while I'm reading a book. Like, I don't want – like, she, like, vividly is describing him, and it's definitely Harry Styles. And it's like, I just don't – I don't want to daydream about Harry Styles. Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Curian. This one I think I should have liked, but I just didn't. It was, like, something about, like, a psychopath or sociopath test or something. And it was, like, these people are in this, like, treaty – trial treatment thing um but then like people start dying and whatever and I think I don't really know I think like somebody purposely goes into the test just to kill people or something I'm not sure it's like a so-so sort of thing she's too pretty to burn by Wendy Hurd I remember there being something that bothered me about this but I don't remember what it was and I also can't stop fucking yawning Jesus Christ um so 
I don't know. I, I don't remember, honestly, but I just remember that there was some, for some reason, I was just, like, not into it. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. I really wanted to like this one. I really wanted to read this one and get through this one, whatever. But I just was so fucking bored because it's, like, bordering historical. It takes place in, like, the 80s, so it's not like it's, like, super historical, but I just really was just, like, struggling. The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. This just felt like a woman across the window ripoff, and there's, like, a trope in there that I really hate, so I am not into that. The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. This one was really boring. There's all these characters, and, like, it just seemed a little nonsensical, and, like, everything was gonna just, like, tie up, like, in a way that didn't really make sense. Um, so I DNF'd. The It Girl by Ruth Ware. This one is, like, oh, like, we're all friends in college, and then, like, something happened, and we can't talk about it, but then, like, we have to talk about it, and it was just, like, I don't know. Um, I think it's, like, probably similar to In My Dreams, A Holden Knife by Ashley Winstead, and for that reason, I haven't read that book yet either. The Good Girl Complex by Elle Kennedy. I really liked this one at first, and then the further I got into it, the more I hated it. Um, it is, like, a better written after by Anna Todd but um I didn't enjoy how it was just like so like he like magically has this like business on the side where he's like making things and like she magically has like a million dollars because she made an app and she's also gonna buy a hotel and like all these things it's like what the fuck like these people are like 20 like this is not real the Paw Bears Club by Paul Tremblay. This, I should have known, was, like, not for me. It was, like, not up my alley, but I was into it because it was supposed to be, like, her annotating his manuscript, which that part was, like, kind of fun, but it just, like, I don't care about this guy. It's, like, basically just this guy telling a story, and it felt similar to, like, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, where it's, like, a made-up person telling their story, and I just don't care. All Dressed Up by Jillie Gagnon. I was super excited for this one, but it just was, like, super slow super tedious like I ended up like fast forwarding and like kind of like not fast forwarding because I read it as an ebook I think but I ended up like skimming through and like seeing like what happened and it was just like really stupid and I just didn't like it the most likely club by Alyssa Friedland this is like all these girls who are like most likely to they were like a group of friends and then they're going back for their like reunion or something but it just felt like a lot of them or some of them or like the main character they were like really stuck in their ways and like stuck in high school and like this one girl was like I don't know she's in her 30s or something like she had a daughter and she was like still like being weird about like food and weight and all this stuff. and I just I was not into it um how to survive your murder by Danielle Valentine I recently watched a TikTok by Danielle Valentine and uh she was like laying out how you should write a book and it was really helpful actually it helped me write an outline like just this random like one minute tiktok like helped me fully write an outline so it's wild um but i didn't enjoy so i actually really enjoyed i was actually surprised how much i was enjoying this because it was a YA thriller and those are usually a little difficult to do and i was really into it and i was into it and then there was this one part where all of a sudden this thing happened that I fucking hate that happens in books and I was like oh my god no I can't do this and so I couldn't continue but I did enjoy the writing I need to check out more of her books because I really enjoyed it and um I liked like the idea I liked the concept there were a lot of things I liked about it but I just I just there was something I didn't like and so I just stopped 
The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. I really enjoyed Never Coming Home by Kate Williams. So I was like, oh, they have other books. Like, let's read them. And um, she has like the Babysitter's Coven series. It's like three books. So I started reading it and it wasn't really about being a babysitter at all. It was just about being witches. And um, even that was just like a little bit like ho-hum. So whatever the escape room by Megan Golden I think Megan Golden is similar to like Megan Miranda or whatever like I think I could have like just like patiently gotten through the book but I think I was just like kind of bored um but I and I think I do kind of have an idea what happened but I think I could see myself probably sometime reading this again just because but um I don't know the man I never met by L Cook same thing I still have this as an arc I never read it. I think I read like a little bit and I was like, oh no, I don't really care. Um, but it's like sort of like a summer, what is it? It's not summer house. Um, whatever that Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves movie is. Um, it seems sort of like that where it's like they are in two different times or something. And so like they never cross paths, but they like are interacting the whole time. Sadie by Courtney Summers. This one, I just, it was so fucking slow. People talk about how this is so good, so hard hitting, so blah, 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 like whatever. It's like this girl, I think her sister is killed and she's like trying to get revenge. Um, and something about a podcast, which is like recapping everything that happened. But um, the podcast element felt like it didn't fit. And the story itself was just like really slow. Similarly, The Way to Blood by Tiffany D. Jackson. This is like a Carrie retelling. It was also told in podcast form. And I think potentially I could see trying it again. But I also just like, I wasn't, I wasn't driving. And it's really frustrating to read books where like, we're still dealing with, you know, prejudice and racism and things like that, which I know is happening. But it's just like, fuck. Grave Reservations by Cherry, Sherry Priest. Um, this is like a cozy mystery situation and I was actually really enjoying it and then there was like some weird supernatural things that were happening where she could just like randomly tell because she was psychic if something was it was just it was just a little weird and so I couldn't keep going legends and lattes by Travis Baldry I DNF this twice um I tried two different ways to read this and I just was like I don't care about this um it's very stream of consciousness like slice of life slice of life like just like I'm so tired oh my god it's just like about this like ogre or something opening a coffee shop and that's like literally it so that sounds good to you it was very cozy it just like was very boring the family game by Catherine Stedman this one um seemed fine and then I think like something happens and she's like all into her father-in-law or something which was weird so I don't know birth blood marked by Tracy Dion this one was um the second book in the Legendborn series and I just a lot of time had passed since I read the first one and I just didn't care anymore. I didn't feel gaga over the first one the way that everybody else did. I think I gave it four stars. I think I was being generous. And then there's a love triangle, which I really didn't want. I didn't ask for. So not that Tracy asked my opinion. Um, and the last one in this category is The One by John Mars. This is like, uh, you know, if everybody has a soulmate. Soulmate. 
and like all of the things that could happen like they're already married or they are about to die or they are gay or whatever whatever the case is um or they're a serial killer um but I just found like the storylines weren't stringing together at all and I was just kind of not loving that aspect um and some of this stuff felt a little trite is trite the word I think trite is the word who knows Okay, last category, and then I have to go to bed. I'm so tired. Okay, so these are the ones I have big feelings on. So the first one is Influenced by Sarah Shepard and Lila Buckingham. I don't know what big feelings I thought I had about this, but basically it's like an influencer book, um, and I don't really know what big feelings I have because I don't have any. Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. This one I do have words on. I really enjoy Christina Lauren books. I'm actually reading one right now, and I fucking love it. It's so good. I think it's going to be five stars. It's going to be like one of my favorite books of the year probably. It's so good. Um, but this one was about this woman and like this guy who she was like friends with in high school who was like kind of the one that got away and she ends up running into him in the future but she's engaged and she's like secretly hanging out with him and like talking to him and isn't telling her fiance and I know that's just the beginning and I'm sure at some point like she tells her fiance or she stops being sneaky, but I didn't like the sneakiness, and I didn't like that it was all based on the fact that she was engaged, and so, like, that was, like, the crux of, like, what was keeping them apart. I didn't like it. My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. This was, like, these two people are, like, killing people, and it's, like, spicing up their marriage, and, like, they're in a rut, but, like, this is, like, what's getting them through, but, like, he's also cheating on her, and she doesn't know, um, and it feels like the whole point of what they were doing was so he, like, wouldn't cheat on her, so that was just kind of annoying. Cinderella is Dead by Kaylin Bur- Kaylin Bayron. This one I also DNF'd twice, and I tried to give it another chance. I think I might have DNF'd it for the first time in 2021, but don't quote me on that. Um, but I just, like, the first time I was bored, so I DNF'd it. The second time, it was just, like, annoying because, like, there was so much of the book left, and, like, the big thing that happened, like, had already happened, and I was like, what could there possibly be about this, like, anymore? And I think it was probably perfectly lovely, but I just didn't care. Gallant by V.E. Schwab. I've never read a book by V.E. Schwab. Um, I DNF'd The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and I just haven't gotten to the other books. But this one, it was just, like, not my vibe, not my genre. It was, like, about, like, ghouls, ghosts, and it just, like, was not my type of book. So I DNF'd it. Um... Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Everybody loves the shit out of this book, but I don't love that we're going to pretend like this woman in like the 1950s was able to just like be this like super forward, trendsetting feminist, yada, yada, yada. And then also like was still being a stereotypical housewife or something. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass because I'm so tired, but, um, and I don't really remember but I think I remember it being just like so preposterous and so just like this is not going to happen. This is not like I don't know. Normally this would be cause for concern by Danielle Fischel. Um, All of her stories she told on her podcast in like the first like three or four episodes. So there's that. And then she also just comes off as a snotty little bitch in the books. Which she probably is in real life. Like she's Topanga Lawrence. Like she's probably a snotty little bitch. But um it was just like 
she just came off fucking rude and just like bitchy and she like was talking about how she didn't want to take certain jobs and then she like was not going to take any like horror jobs but then got an audition for cabin whatever that cabin fever that like writer strong was in it's like do you even like did did no one think to censor the things that you were saying like did everybody just okay you to talk shit about a movie your friend was in that he like quote unquote I think still likes because he mentioned it I think in the podcast about like this like series he was in and that's what he was talking about so he clearly is not ashamed and it's like a little fucked for you to be talking shit about it anyway no exit by Taylor Adams um this one I liked the idea of it but we're like halfway through the book and then like things still aren't moving and it's just like taking too long to get there the Roughest Draft by Austin Siegman, Broca, and Emily Wilberly. Wilberly. Um, these two are not my people. I can't read books by them. I just need to stay out of their drama. And um, this was so frustrating because, like, there was no real reason for these characters not to be together. Like, they weren't together because he was married, but then he wasn't married anymore, and they still weren't together. And, like, they were just, like, angsty and blah, 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 and a bunch of misunderstandings, a bunch of miscommunication. It's just, like, grow up. And then the last one is probably the most offensive. It's Atlas Six by Olivia Olivia Blake. This one is so pretentious. All of the words are big. She just like uses like 16 big words in one sentence to say something that takes like two words. And everything was just so obnoxious. And I could not believe I was reading. I, I could not believe what I was reading. And it's like all based on some stupid like like – not that there are okay like I'm gonna sound like books not for a minute but take this no like take this knowing that like my two favorite genres of books are young adult books which is not technically a genre but like young adult books and thrillers okay those are my favorite like categories of books in my opinion like nonfiction, fiction that's like contemporary fiction or like literature or like whatever like those are books that are like a higher caliber than like young adult or thriller or mystery or fantasy or whatever I understand that fantasy takes like such effort to like world build but the Atlas 6 is a YA fantasy ish so you're not like this you like you're not like this big like this is not some like I don't I don't know this is not like Harvard assigned reading like I don't know why you're writing the way that you're writing but this isn't what this is for like this isn't your audience I don't understand like the people that you are writing this way for are not the same people that are gonna read your book it just felt unattainable and it felt so fucking snobby and stupid and I mean I've seen a lot of comments so I know I'm not the only one but like the general consensus on like booktube like people like this book um people like mention the writing but then like briefly like quickly like go right over that so I don't know I just had really big beef because I'm just like reading it I'm like is there a reason? Like, is she trying every three words to say something that she could have said in a different way? Like, is she trying to insert, like, did she just pull out of the thesaurus? Like, what is going on? It was just, like, really annoying. And, like, you could just tell. Like, I don't mind, like, I, I enjoy good writing when I can see it. And 
like I'm here for it, but like I don't I don't need it thrown in my face that that's what you're trying to do. Like I would rather just read and be like, damn, that was good. That was smart. That w- that hit. That that was like impactful. That was powerful. Like whatever. Like I appreciate that. Um, I just briefly mentioned I think in a podcast already out maybe I don't know, um, something about. No, I probably didn't. It probably hasn't come out yet. I think it's from this month. But regardless, there's a book I DNF'd. So I didn't even I didn't even enjoy the book. I DNF'd the book. But there was the writing was so well done. And there was like some line about like something about like um I'm not even gonna be able to remember it now. But she just compared oh, she said something it was like a too tight wedding ring. She's talking about the fact that she got married to someone. Um, and like her mom's opinion on that, but she was saying like something about like her relationship with her mom was like a too tight wedding ring. So the fact that she's like comparing her relationship to that, which is what the conversation was about. And then also something about like, instead of like confetti and something she threw like blah, 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 like just like the symbols and the words and just like everything. It was just like such beautiful writing. And I was like, God damn, like it made me stop. And I took note of that and I comment on that or will comment on that or whatever when I talk about this book, even though I'm DNFing it and I'm not going to read DNFing. I don't know if I can say that word. I'm not going to read it. I'm not interested in the plot. Like it's not going anywhere. It's really slow, whatever, whatever. Um, but the writing I can appreciate is beautiful. Like I appreciate writing that is well done. Like I definitely don't need it in the books that I'm reading, especially like if I'm reading a thriller, like the writing doesn't need to be like beautiful and like lyrical and poetry and like whatever. Like it doesn't. It can just be simple and basic because like I'm just like trying to zoom, zoom, zoom through a thriller. Um, and then like with a YA book, like um, it's YA. So I'm not expecting like, things to be super realistic. I'm expecting like girls to be obsessed with boys after like three days and to think that this is the person that they're going to marry when they're 16. Like those are the things that I'm into. So I'm not looking for like fabulous writing, but like, I don't know. I think I picked it up thinking it was going to be some sort of like Motley Crue Hunger Games with books situation or something. I don't know. Um, and it was just like, here's my college thesis. I don't know. It was just, it was just stupid. And that one I have the most to say about because that was the most like infuriating to me. And it was also the most recent. So maybe that's why, because I think it was like the last book I tried to read at the end of the year. So there's that. Alrighty. Well, I was planning on probably talking a little bit more about these, but you know, who fucking knows? I am so exhausted. I don't know why I'm so tired nothing happened to make me this tired. I'm just fucking tired. Um, this week has really taken, like, it's just taken it out on me. I think, um, I've gotten like nothing done. Like it's just been a hellacious week. So those are all the books that I DNF'd last year. Uh, I should have counted. I think I DNF'd, I think it's like 70, 72. I think that's like how many, if I can remember, based on what I tried to make my goal this year, which is 50. So hopefully I can stay in that range. But um, at the end of the day, like, why read books that aren't serving you? Like, I have no problem DNFing a book. I think I get into habits of reading books 
too quickly and like going through things too quickly and so then I make like hasty decisions where I'm like reading too many books at one time and then I'm like oh this isn't holding my attention this isn't holding my attention and I just like boom 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 like dnf and I also think I have an issue when I read a really good book that I'm like seeking that out or um, when it's been a while since I've read a really good book that I'm just like struggling because I'm like I just hate reading or then I get into like this like thought spiral of like books are just the same words just like put in different places over and over again so like all books are the same and then I know it's time for me to go to bed because it's just like so anyways those are all the books that I DNF'd and the reasons why and what I plan to do in the future if I ever come across those books um you know we'll give them a try never say never. I literally, when I started reading the Liv Constantine book that I DNF'd, um, I was like, did I DNF this at some point? And just like kept reading. So I think it's definitely plausible that something like that will happen with another one of these books or many of these books where I just am reading. It gets to that point, you know, like you're cycling through and you're just like, oh, that sounds good. And you're like, oh, why haven't I read this? And it's like, oh, I fucking did or I started to or I tried to. And then, you know, things happen. So I need to go to bed. I'm so fucking tired. Until next time, friends. Ciao.